0: Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Jim Gale, and he is the CEO of Food Forest Abundance. And what they do is really make a better world by giving people the opportunity to turn whatever land really into kind of a food producing factory, like your own plot of land, your house, whatever uh, property you might own. And I think it's very timely and it came to my attention, and I'm glad that uh, he's available to talk about this because the food supply is getting tainted. He, eggs are disappearing. I was at the store yesterday. The eggs are seven bucks or eight bucks for a dozen, which is like incredible. Uh, there, I was looking at labeling. I almost bought something yesterday. I looked at the label. It said this food has genetically modified ingredients, and I don't want to eat that. And then, like they're gonna, the, the W.F. is trying to get us to eat bugs. So this should be on everybody's mind my audience everybody in the us about how to secure food stores food supplies so i'm delighted to have him so jim Gale, welcome to
1: the show thank you william it's a pleasure to be here and you nailed it you know what's going on we are at war and a casualty of war the first casualty is the truth and the second casualty is the food supply or all of the supply chains and so the solution And I'm gonna be very clear on this. This is not a hypothetical solution to all the world's biggest problems. This is a demonstrable solution. When we achieve mass adoption of growing foods without poisons instead of half of our 44 million acres of lawn, when we do that, we reverse cancer, diabetes, and heart disease, which are tools of tyranny. We reverse mass extinction and deforestation. We end hunger and we end tyranny, literally. When we turn our energy away from the poisons and poison producers and we start becoming self-reliant and growing food is the foundation of our freedom.
0: Amen. I think it was Henry Kissinger who infamously said, like, go after the food supply. And you can see that if you're watching the news or paying attention, you can see that in the Netherlands. They're going after this huge productive farming culture there, um, really headstrong, like without really any public involvement. So this is a very serious Issue and very important topic. Can you talk a little bit about your background, Jim, and yeah. then what what led you to put together this company?
1: gotcha go so forward? I grew up in Minnesota. They always called me Nature Boy. I, I've been a fan of and a lover of nature my whole life. And when it started getting relevant, is probably the the first and second time I wrote my goals. I wrote my goals the first time I was 19 years old, and I didn't want to, but my college wrestling coach said we all had to. So when I started writing those goals. I started dreaming for the first time in my life of a cool future. And the future I had dreamed of was that I was gonna be a three-time All-American and national champion in college. And previous to that, I was a failure, relatively speaking. Because I created that vision that was compelling, then it changed my life. I was a four-time All-American national champion in college. Then I traveled the world, and I traveled for about uh, another five years after college, and then I was dead broke, after living in Africa and Asia and all these places, and I wrote my goals again. And that time I wrote that I wanted to have money because I, when you're broke, the first thing you want is to have money. And so I wrote that I wanted to have $3 million in three years and retire. And when I got home, my roommates laughed at me, said that was impossible. Three and a half years later, my company did about $1.3 billion in revenue. And I sold it, bought a boat, lived on the ocean. Then I moved to Costa Rica, and that's where I figured out what was going on. Uh, and I did it the way a lot of people do it. When I was first told that 9-11 was an inside job, I laughed. I had that sarcastic smile. And my response to these guys at the end of the table was that it would be impossible for something like that to happen because too many people would have to know about it. Well, that's how ignorant I was. I also learned permaculture, which is an agricultural design science, which is the solution to all the world's biggest problems and I had my first two daughters. And that's what really got me motivated because when I red-pilled, I learned permaculture, and I had my first two daughters, my whole worldview changed completely upside down. And from then on, that was 16 years ago, I've been on a mission to do everything in my growing power to change the world because I believe when Napoleon Hill was commissioned to study the most successful minds in history, In his book, Think and Grow Rich, he deducted whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. I believe that. It's also biblical. It's also spiritual. So I know that we're going to change the world because we have no other choice.
0: And the implementation of permaculture, how does that change everything? Like we've gotten used to going to the 7-Eleven, 99, the supermarket. How did we get kind of uh, acculturated to that when... It may not even be in our best interest for our life, like literal life and death decision, right?
1: You alluded to it very clearly earlier. Henry Kissinger was not just a psychopath talking about controlling people. When he stated, if you want to control people, control food. He's the guy that met with every U.S. president. He's the guy who appointed Klaus Schwab. This is a strategy and the whole system's in on it, except for us, the slave. Now, We don't want to be slaves any longer. It's time to be free. You know, Geert has said none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. When I first learned that, I got a little pissed off. I was a little bit offended. I'm like, I'm not a slave. Well, come to think of it, it, when you are forced to pay the product of your labor by the threat of violence, that's slavery. So we are stepping out of that system.
0: So, I mean, you've been in the permaculture. Can you kind of describe what it is permaculture, just the word for yeah. people who may not be familiar with it and what the implementation does? Like I've seen these things online where people have changed their house. They are, they are producing legit amounts of food, thousands of pounds per year. Yeah. Like people don't conceive how bountiful these are, right?
1: Yeah, thats it's absolutely mind-blowing how beautiful these systems are. Permaculture stands for permanent agriculture and now permanent culture. And it's a agricultural design science. So let's take the average suburban backyard or front yard. You, you've got a lawn. And I, I said there's 44 million acres of lawn in the United States alone. And you've got ornamental plants. That's insane. In other countries, people come here and they're like, where are all the fruit trees? You know, I, I was 12 years in Costa Rica And fruit trees are just normal in every yard in Costa Rica, especially out in the country. Bananas and papayas and yuca and berries of all kinds and mangoes and avocados. And I mean, it's just epic what can be done. So what permaculture does is it takes all of the knowledge and wisdom of the permaculture network, which are millions of people around the world, and it designs into the landscape the systems the guilds a guild is a community of plants that support each other and when you create a permaculture food forest it's actually less maintenance than a lawn and it will provide food exponentially for generations to come
0: right like you can eat better so you don't have the pesticides you know where your food's coming from yeah. some of this food like i check the labels. like i'm getting labels i'm getting food from like garlic from china Some of these strange places. Like, I really avoid food from China. I don't even know what it's gone through. Frozen, GMO, irradiated. Like you, It's dangerous out there to eat from a supermarket.
1: Well, look at our society today. You nailed it. We've got a massive dis-ease and disease problem in our world today. And, of course, the same entity that funds the glyphosate and subsidizes the use of poisons. Like, the whole organic industry is completely backwards. I mean... You have to actually go through a long, cumbersome, expensive process to grow food without poisons? <laughs> right. That's just backwards. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but that is part of the control mechanism because BlackRock is the same in- industry or the same entity that invests in all of the poisons that are destroying our world, all of the corporations. And, of course, that includes the medical system.
0: Right. And Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Monsanto, a lot of this, this food you're getting. And you can look, I mean, I was on social media. I'm on certain accounts where they show these pictures of people from the sixties and seventies at the beach. And the human society has totally changed in 50 years. Like I, you know, see the beach, like if you see a healthy person, it's a standout. Yeah. Usually everybody's overweight, bulky, carrying too much food, which is usually a sign that they're being exposed, bad food, poison, something's going on in the, Ecosphere? would you agree with that?
1: A hundred percent. We're being poisoned from every direction in the air, in the soil, in the water, and in our minds through the mainstream media. That was purchased over a hundred years ago by that same entity, the same Rockefeller and J.P. Morgan, the same families purchased and controlled the narrative for as long as there's been a printing press. They've been wicked people out to control what you consume. In every way and they're all poisons and again the simplest thing is to once we become aware of the poisons and poison producers then we turn our energy away from those systems into nature's systems again or God's systems
0: right and what happened why, why did humanity get changed from living off the land like that was even more common in the 30s and 40s and 50s where people had chickens like I, I'm what 54 now like those were common now People just go to the store twice, three times a day. Think about like what you could save if you people had this kind of food factory. I mean, it's not just about healthier food. You save a lot of finance. Your
1: finances would be different. It's incredible. The return on investment on a fruit tree is exponential. You can count the seeds in a single apple, but you cannot count the apples in a single seed. It's infinite. You put a fruit tree in the ground that you might buy at the nursery for 120 bucks. You put some good soil and some mulch and a little, some support species around that guild. And now with, let's say it costs you 200, 250 bucks to get that fruit tree in the ground. Within a year, the fruit tree has doubled or quadrupled or more in size. Just based on the size of the fruit tree at the nursery, you've already got 100% return on your money. Now, when it starts actually producing hundreds of dollars of fruit per year, and then that can be propagated and turned into more and more and more, that's nature's or God's design. It's infinite in its ability to create abundance. And of course, the powers that be or the force that be, they don't want us to be free. And that's why it's the most important and logical thing we could do right now is to use our land wisely. Well
0: said. Like, the time is short. Like, you, we could be in real trouble. And that—that that is a form of warfare. It's a different type of warfare that we haven't seen is this war against food, which probably has been going on longer than we are willing to accept. But uh, it's overt now. Like, yeah. they're really talking about all this stuff, like your carbon footprint and stuff like that. So yeah. this kind of gets you out of that. But I mean, it really, I think the ROI component of this change, permaculture change, is very important because You can do massive shifts in your finances by growing your own food, right?
1: Yeah, and it's fun. People, a lot of times when you think of farming, I don't want to be a farmer. I've taken food to market. It's a pain in the ass. I would rather be a harvester where you walk out your back door and you see all these perennial plants. Now, annual plants are very important because they provide short-term food. But over the long term, perennial plants are where... All the the best value is for me because I'm a lazy farmer I just want to walk outside and have food growing all over the place I don't want to have to do a bunch of digging in the soil and stuff so that's the difference perennials and annuals a food forest is mostly perennials with some annuals especially at the beginning and once the canopy of the food forest starts to fill in it'll take that sunlight and then the annuals they'll need to find another place So that's how we usually design it. We design it with annuals and perennials at the beginning. And then over time, the perennials take over.
0: Gotcha. So what would you recommend to like somebody who's interested in making a change in the land they own? What's the the first steps? What do you what's your kind of uh, approach to those kind of people if they want
1: to make that change? Yeah, the first step. And by the way, anybody can grow food. If you have 20 bucks. And you want to start a garden you can literally go to the store you can buy your favorite fruits and vegetables you can consume them and take the seeds out and then you can literally plant your own food forest your own garden right from the seeds that you get from the fruits and veggies at the store if you want to turn your yard into a productive system and you want to speed up time then it's really important to start with the design the design process is incredibly thoughtful and it has taken years and years decades really since about the 50 years ago Bill Mollison and David Holmgren put out this whole design philosophy and it's gotten better ever since and the design is step one it's like building a house the first thing you do is start with the architecture then once that's done you get the installer to come in and do the install
0: right so it's like a permaculture landscape design so people don't have to go through their trial and error to figure out which plants which times of the season exactly. which one which uh you know the best mulch or whatever types yep. of uh, Yeah. And it's the fun. most
1: important factor typically is what plant grows in what agricultural zone. So some of the plants we're growing in Florida, of course they don't grow in Minnesota. But my buddy in northern Minnesota, off the tip of Lake Superior, has 300 different species of edible and medicinal plants, perennials growing on his property. It's paradise. He's actually got birds that have never been documented until then in the United States. Because it's so beautiful that when animals come and see this kind of landscape, it just draws them in. And that's good news. Because now you've got animals to harvest if you want.
0: All right, Good point. So, you you... You can tailor the design, the permaculture design, to anywhere in the 50 states, right?
1: Yeah, we launched 22 months ago with the help of Dell Bigtree. We are now in 45 countries and 49 U.S. states. Well, congratulations. It's going exponential. And we intend to change the world. And we've got Emmy Award winners, generals, all these amazing people have come together because we have a a very, very logical and strategical plan to inspire mass adoption of growing food instead of half of our lawns
0: right i mean it's so strange there's so much unused land it really is incredible like i live here in southern california and some people have put their land to use some don't but they're wasting water they're wasting so many uh you know whatever weed killers and stuff like that like it doesn't People who think that this is expensive are, I think they're making a mistake in their thought. It's the other way around.
1: It's very expensive not to do this. If we continue on the current path, we will have no future. We're done. That's a, I mean, there's all the stats all over the place mass extinction, deforestation, these things are unsustainable systems. Um, We've got 900 million acres of ag land in the United States. 900 million. That presupposes that it takes three acres of ag land to feed one person there's about 300 million people here that's insane it you can feed a whole family on a quarter acre even a tenth of an acre a whole family can be fed a family of four or five people and and that's a little more intensive but it's easy to produce enough calories really nutrient dense calories on a quarter acre to feed a family of four
0: right and i've heard people who permaculture they have the problem isn't enough food they have too much they have to learn canning they have to distribute to their family and friends and figure out maybe to get stuff to a farmer's market. Like that's how good, like some people can actually make money. It could be a business to be a permaculture. Oh, big time.
1: And by the way, if like food at Galt's Landing, we're building an off grid freedom demonstration community on a private lake. And we've got hundreds of types of food growing and 90 plus percent of the food we grow goes right back into the ground. It just falls and it builds soil and that's a good thing. And it's the diversity that keeps the strength of the system. So that's also very important. You do not wanna have 50 of one type of plant. You wanna have, if you have 50 plants, you wanna have at least 30 different types of plants because then if any kind of infestation comes in, it's not gonna scale. It's gonna stick to that one plant and then nature is going to balance things out. The wasps, the spiders, the geckos, that's going to be our balancing tool. It's a beautiful process to witness.
0: That was the original way, too. Like something happened with this mass farming, just like that's yeah. it made the plants more vulnerable to pests and other kind of uh, negative things. That's pretty incredible. Can you say where you're in Florida, right? So you have a kind of a community as well. So permaculture. Yeah. In, can you talk In a
1: little St. St. Cloud, Florida, the community awesome. is called Galt's Landing. And we are building at Gulf's Landing a Freedom Farm Academy. And Freedom Farm Academy is basically an off-grid homestead that demonstrates freedom to the max. And we've had hundreds of people come see it. And we're we're literally just opening in two weeks. We're actually putting up three Airbnbs there as well. And we're going to be bringing people in so they can... Go outside and they can get their own eggs. They can go fishing and catch their own fish. They can cook it all on the grill and the stove we got there. They can harvest their own food and learn how easy and logical and joyful it is to be completely self-reliant.
0: I know. And like so much of the food is packaged, it's yeah. freeze-dried, it has all kinds of like ingredients and additives. Like it's really it's really a shame because you see a lot of these kids in the inner city, yeah. they're eating with like the $1 McDonald's. Uh, store, yeah. you know, twice or three times a day. Yeah. Just really terrible yeah. lifestyles are cutting their life expectancy. And the effects on them physically, mentally, spiritually are very intense because they've learned this process that we've lost about harvesting your own food. Yeah. So they've just be- become inured to going there and they're overweight and depressed. You nailed or- it. You know,
1: in fact, I just saw a, a clip of a gal and she's like supposed to be some top gal and some mind control bunch of bs on neil cavuto on fox and the gal said oh yeah people are going to have to start and her suggestion was that people go to the dollar store to buy their food wow i mean i'm like these people are criminals through and through and they they're either criminals or they're so ignorant that they should be locked up either way. <laughs> I mean, right. to be at that position in our world and to be telling people to go to the dollar store and poison yourself is just, it's its criminal. It's, it's sick.
0: It's sick. They're sick. They're they are very sick. Like the whole bug thing is unnecessary. Yeah. All this stuff is crazy. People have adapted. Like they're supposedly, the world is going to end kind of, uh, you know, doomsdayers and people have adapted, made more food, become more productive, figured things out. And this is one way. To protect yourself too, like that food may not always be there. You know, there could be also uh, other events, political events, uh, you know, natural events. That it's good to have your food close to home. You
1: know I mean, yeah, it sure is, and it's easy and it's joyful. That's the fun part of it. I walk outside my house and it's paradise. It's the Garden of Eden. There's butterflies and birds and lightning bugs and sounds. It's like a symphony of aliveness of all types. All of the senses are exploding. The smells, the sights, the sounds, the colors, everything. It's paradise. We're literally talking about building paradise into our society, into our communities. And there's no logical reason not to do it. There's only programmed BS not to do it. Belief systems, bad science, and bullshit. It's all a lie. It's time to start using our land wisely and taking out the poisons
0: absolutely you denude the big corporate interests too like it actually has a a real effect like they can't have you relying upon them these people who are poisoning you your family exactly. your kids the slow we, poison that's like the ta- this too. is
1: the revolution there's people all over the world this this past weekend millions of people around the world were yelling at buildings protesting governmenting which just happens to mean mind control and wait a minute if you if they really want to be free don't spend any time protesting government aid. Go out in the backyard and plant some food, buy a gun maybe, and then help your neighbors plant food. When we can look out our window and all of our neighbors are gardening and some of them have guns on their hips, then we're free, or at least most of the way. When we achieve mass adoption of this, in fact, Victor Hugo 200 years ago said it best, there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world And that is an idea whose time has come. This is it because there's one army and it's evil. And this is how we bring back the light and the life again.
0: Right. And you can stay close to home. You don't have to travel. And it's really a best part of this kind of passive resistance maybe is a way to determine instead of actively going in the street, you're actually tailoring your energy into something productive that lessens the impact of the big state, the capital S state, the, uh, you know and also if you eat better you're probably not going to be as depressed if you get nutrient rich food i bet a lot of these people are depressed they just don't eat well yeah, so you're exactly. getting nutrient food yeah. that make you feel better give you more energy all that stuff like that's what i hear too like guys who are hunters i've heard this from multiple locations like if they're hunting live food the fact that the food is fresh or the meat they can tell the difference between that and a farmed animal yeah. Big time.
1: There's energy in the food we eat. There's nutrient density and there's some type of vibrational frequency. And when we eat, when we just stand in a food forest or out in nature, there's proven consequences that you feel better. You start connecting again with who we are. You know, the people, the higher you go up in a high rise, the less the less happy most a lot of people are.
0: It's true. It's the inverse, right? The higher, the lower frequency you're at, you're in a really sterile environment. I got to yeah. tell you, like going into that, I feel sorry for a lot of those people in the high rises. I've also heard that grounding yourself to the earth is a restorative thing. Yeah. There's something going on when you're either touching the ground with your hands or your feet. Like people think that that's all hogwash or like a new age fantasy. I've heard that that's
1: legit. Oh, like people yeah, have there's... studied that. Yeah. Yeah, people who uh, say it's BS, they don't get it. They're completely disconnected with who we truly are. And they'll say, oh, we're just random circumstances. Well, those people are NPCs. They're non-player characters. They're completely programmed government stormtroopers. And we do our best to inspire them, but we we don't go that extra. Like, there's no point in trying to teach somebody something who does not want to learn.
0: Gotcha. And you also have a podcast. I see here you've got like a lot of names I'm familiar with here. Sam Tripoli, Greg Carlwood. So people can go beyond kind of the conversation we're having and see more detail from your website, right?
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of neat stuff going on. We've got um, thousands of social media folks that are very interested in sharing the message. And when we get the message dialed in through our Emmy Award winning team, um, we're going to be putting this message out this year. It'll come probably around the 4th of July, and it'll go to billions of people, and it will raise vibration. It'll, it'll help create awareness about what the true solutions are to this world war that we're experiencing. And through awareness comes new choice and comes new action. So our whole thing is about how do we catalyze that shift in awareness that leads to mass adoption and action.
0: I mean, imagine a world where everybody's growing their own food and sharing it with themselves and being at home. Like, it's a much better construct. It's almost like I've heard people talk also social media. I'm on social media too much, but the Amish had it right. Grow your own food, work communally, be with your loved ones, uh, not be off at some office from nine to five. The nine to five thing
1: was, uh, I think they got people got sold a whole line of baloney. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. that's a fun part. Like this community we're building, we don't pay taxes. We very publicly do not pay slave taxes. We don't ask the government for permission to do anything. We do it. And we are also serving our community in such a way where the government doesn't want anything to do with us because if they come at us with force and violence, they will be exposed through all of our media. As the stormtroopers, they are. And most of the people around here in government are pretty good people. So they see what we're doing and they're actually supporting us, which is really cool. That's cool. So we could literally shut off all the economy and we would have everything we need to thrive. And everybody can do this. Now, if you're in an apartment, a condo, then it's definitely not as easy. Um, you would want to get with some friends, farmers, family members that have a little bit of land and you can partner up with them. You start creating these food forests, and and this is the path to freedom for sure, my friends. It's
0: true, especially with cancel culture and all this stuff. You never know what they can do. I mean, I've heard of people getting their bank accounts popped, PayPal popped. I mean, it's uh, pretty serious. I've been heavily censored. Like I've, I never expected I'd be kicked off of YouTube so many times. So <laughs> these, that's kind of the way the government's tyrannical. That's the way they're thinking. So people have to really think anew, and adapt, and uh, yeah make change make active changes you also encourage involvement too like how can people get involved so it's not just kind of just your services but how can people kind of get involved in this kind of activism
1: we are in this to inspire a shift and change the world and so we've got all these different layers if somebody wants to be what we call an abundance ambassador, they can get a link and they can share the message. That's completely free. If they want to have our business model, which is a food forest cooperative partnership, they can join us as a co-op and then become an installer. If they are a permaculture designer and want to join us, we help designers get business. You know, we, we match people with designers, customers, stewards of our land with designers or the ultimate is to be a a Freedom Farm Academy. And that's to to turn your homestead into an off-grid freedom demonstration system. And the layers of value are incredible. Everything that we put in a Freedom Farm Academy is an asset that grows in value. It's like a no-brainer right now, especially during a food supply chain and energy supply chain potential collapse
0: it's in a crisis, the supply chain, something's wrong. Like some things are just not on shelves. It's really incredible. I never have experienced that in my life. I've always seen full shelves and everything. Yeah. So I, like I said, I could, kind of a recurring thing. People need to recurring theme. People need to think anew and do stuff. What, uh, what else would you like to add? I mean, we're at the 30 minute mark here, Jim, what anything else that uh, you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. I'd like to invite anybody. If anybody wants to grow food, if you want to, Um, Talk to a professional permaculture designer, a professional grower. We offer a 30-minute free consult. You can literally get enough information in that 30 minutes to start your own food forest and gardens and all that stuff. And if you also want to then go to the next level and start the design process, we have designers that are fantastic. They've made their whole lives around Designing freedom and joy and abundance and health and beauty and everything right into the landscape. It's an amazing process.
0: Yeah, they don't teach abundance anymore. Like that's the whole theme from the corporate corrupt media is like, Scarcity. don't be abundant, don't have abundance. But I think that's what God God intended is to mankind. Absolutely. Just everything he provided really is in abundance. Yeah.
1: Scarcity and fear are the tools of evil. They're the control mechanism of these wicked people. Scarcity and fear. And that's a bunch of BS. It's abundance and love and joy and service and collaboration. When we get back to that voluntarist mindset, I mean, and by the way, it's happening. It's happening at scale right now. I am so encouraged and inspired to see what I see every day. You know, we are going to go through a very interesting time. We already are. And a lot of places around the world, I mean, we're building Freedom Farm Academies in Ghana right now and Thailand very soon in Syria and Lebanon and all over the world. And these are demonstration sites and we want more of them because as they scale, they become part of the supply chain for that local community. And then it's just, we're the anti-cancer, the antivirus. Right. Right.
0: But then it kind of gathers steam. It, it uh, accumulates, aggregates, people get the ideas. So hopefully this show too, will add to that is just, Hey, there's other ways to do this Uh whole thing we yeah. call life thank you you don't have to get on a 30 minute commute to go into a high rise or right. something to feed your family what if you what if? imagine the changes that could happen to people if they knew their food supply was secure Yeah. like that's incredible like you don't have to worry about going to the market or whatever i've got secure food imagine the money savings time savings time for the valuable thing to be with loved ones yeah. to have more play experimentation yeah.
1: I mean, and nature. it'll call you out into your yard again, out into nature again. It's such an amazing system to have around your house.
0: Yeah, I mean the changes, it's really important. people need to do need to get involved in this for sure. Uh, what would you recommend? So the next step is your website yeah. is foodforestabundance.com right.
1: That's right. Yeah, come so to our website, come? sign up for a free chat with one of our professional designers. And if you want to be involved in any way whatsoever, just get a hold of us. That's what we do.
0: And so you have a blog there. You've got videos. So if people want more information, like I said earlier, the podcast. And then if anybody has any further questions, they can just go to your website. And there's a contact
1: tab right there, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no hooks. We have no NDAs, no non-competes, no patents. We're about voluntarism through and through. Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. Anything you'd like to share? Anything else that uh, I missed, or anything before we wrap it up?
1: Well, just to say thank you um, for what you're doing, William, getting the word out, and yeah, let's grow food, let's inspire, let's raise out of fear and fear and uh, into faith and courage. And there's something magical about saying, "I do not comply with full faith," and and then other people just back down. That's been my direct experience.
0: I know, but the consequences of growing your own food is so good on so many different levels. Yeah. Personal health, well-being, the whole system uh, collapses too if you're not complying. Like That's it. That's the kind of best thing about passive resistance. I will not get involved. It's like gone. I'm not getting involved. I'm not paying these taxes. Jim Gale. Yeah, Jim Gale, CEO of Food Forest Abundance. Thanks so much for your time and God bless you. And I wish you the best. I hope you have full success, whatever.
1: Thank you, William. God bless you as well. All right. Bye-bye. All right, stay there.